Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you know what I feel like doing? Getting fired and going to the competition. Of course, I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are TV 14 related, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? It's his Crispin Watts, my Eddie Guerrero. It's aim on the mic. Before you, before I kill my family. Wow. Wait, I'm the Crispin Watts, you said. No, I'm. you're my Eddie Guerrero. Oh, that, that, that's... Is that racist? Since I'm... <laughs> Spanish? I don't know. I'll accept it, though. Eddie's great. Uh, before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Thank you, guys. Of course. And as per usual, we are gathered here today to talk about the State of the Union. I, I, I thought you were going to say we're gathered here today for the fallen. You sounded so sad the way you said it. Wow. Hey, uh, it's happy days here. Shout out to Happy Corbin because there is a new regime. Yeah, there's a new regime in charge of the dub, dub E, and that is Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Of course, we've come. It's Stephanie and Nick Khan. They're the CEOs, but in reality, Triple H is just like, you guys can have the title. I'll I'll, I'll do everything else. We're not going to get into Vince News. All that. Yeah, I'm more or less concerned about the Vince news because uh, that's just a whole big deal. Of course, if you want to know more about it, go look up a YouTube video. What culture does great pieces? Wrestle talk. Oh, read check those guys oh, out. Just read the news, guys. Who oh. reads? Come on, let's be I, serious. We're a podcast. We got. We're all audio here. Don't 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 talk about printed media. Can we get can we get cold captioning on this podcast for those people that want to read and not hear us? We can do lyrics on Spotify. We can do uh, that. Yeah. Or diss track. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the WWE. We've gotten a taste of what a Triple H WWE would be like. From in NXT. Yeah, but I'm more or less talking about like the times in NXT. Black oh, and, and that. Oh. Now we're in Triple H, Steph, like Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And well, you know, post-SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, from SummerSlam because that's when he really took the reins and you know before before the whole thing before we knew triple h talking charges the match card from some of them was kind of eh and then triple h is like how can i make this how do i add a little spice a little seasoning <laughs> yeah. to this bland chicken mm-hmm. that we're cooking up and yeah, yeah you can love it that was a that was like a breaking like a kool-aid man breaking into the wall like i'm here let's do this now let's Let's talk. I I want to focus on one thing while it's fresh in my mind, and it's fairly it's recent as of Monday Night Raw. Uh, have you watched this episode of Monday Night Raw or seen some highlights? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. So what I'm talking about, what I'm referring to, is the Drew McIntyre Kevin Owens. Oh, promo. that promo was. Mwah. Talk about promos from the heart. Talk about not only. Like Kevin Owens coming back to form as the prize fighter. Yeah. And he he even called it out. He's like, some people used to call me the prize fighter. When I tell you, and I, I'm full disclosure, have not watched Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, even NXT for that point. I'm an NXT guy. NXT is your baby. Yes. I have not watched them in like a 
I would say months at this because I mainly watch the YouTube highlights mm-hmm. or just stuff I want to watch. I sat down and watched it live and I watched the whole thing. And I never do that. Like even before, like when I was really like in it. Yeah. Like I never did that up until now. And noticing the changes that Triple H makes, can we also address? They can say hospital, Mm -hmm. wrestlers, title belt, wrestling, wrestling. And Drew McIntyre being like, we're wrestlers. Like let's wrestle. It's those things that are so little to like the normal viewers. But like, we would sit there and be like, he was never allowed to say hospital. It's always local medical facility yeah. or what was it championship versus title or no, it was, was belt. It? a belt holds up belt. your waist. You don't have to say championship. And I guess it, we're, we'll touch on this and we'll get, we'll get back to what you like too. Um, the way they're introducing new stars. Oh, returning stars or returning stars. I should say, it's very seamless. It's very, um, very well integrated. I think the best example of this is not only EO Sky, Dakota Kai. Nah, you have the yellow because her name's in all caps. Oh, yeah, I'll save that for later, you know. But uh, Dexter Loomis has been the poster child of how to do, uh, like, uh, air quotes, I'm going to do this now, main roster call-up. No, I, I, I think Krillin Quarsh's return was a good. Oh, yeah. that too. That, that, one, that one that one was actually really good. You just see his Tron, his music, Scarlet, and out of nowhere, booms. Proper and, presentation. Yeah, literally him and NXT. Of course. Now, what do, what have you liked about this Triple H era? Because I know it's kind of like rekindling my love for wrestling. Oh, no, it is till now. I'm watching it like every week. See, none, you know, none. part of me is like, oh, who's going to return this week? But it's also like... I want to watch the matches, and that's one of my favorite things about Triple H. He's bringing up these titles back. He's making them more prestigious. The U.S. title and the Intercontinental title, the match that we had, the trip, the, the first Raw, I think it was after SummerSlam, the Triple Threats. I told you this off-air where Mustafa Ali hit the 450 splash into the phenomenal, into the Styles class. That was great. The match with Tommaso Ciampa and Bobby Lashley where we got that and then we got AJ and Bobby for the first time, and then probably my match of the month so far, Shinsuke versus Walter. Gunther, when are they going to change his name back? Well, well, we can do uh, this. Triple H said that they, they, he's going down with superstars that had their name changed and asking them, "Do you want a character change? Do you want to go back?" Because Piper Nivis is getting her name back from their dropping their drop. Butch is apparently meeting with. Triple H about his name. Thank God. Um, and then apparently Austin Theory. So he basically, everyone who had their name changed come, coming up to the main roster or might go back to their previous name now, which is cool. Um, and then another thing was, and you mentioned it, it, was the Dexter Loomis, but not the return itself. The fact that there were seamless cuts of it, but they weren't focusing on it, where Dexter Loomis trashed the car, but no one paid attention to it. It was just background. In the interview segment, cops are running in. We think, honestly, as a fan, we think somebody actually broke into the arena and is trying to cause trouble. And then a fan, as a, as a far as we know, is jumping the barriers. And then the guards stop him and put the mask. And camera's not focusing on this at all, making it real life. We're like, oh, it's just the fans weren't even freaking out because he had his hood over. The fans thought it was just a random fan trying to jump over the barrier until the hood went off. 
which I think by far is the best thing Triple H has done, like making it feel real rather than scripted. Yeah, and it could have very well been another Enzo situation where, remember, he came to Monday Night Raw and, like, tried to hijack it. Oh, yeah. So people are like, is that happening again? (laughs) Is another scarred wrestler coming back to uh, cause a scene? But... And, and, sorry, before you go, also, Dexter Loomis, I know you you don't watch NXT, but I've seen, I think I know what you're talking about Dexter Loomis sent Indy Hardware a love letter, and I'm like, that's great continuity. Didn't even think about that. Like, whenever he came back, I was like... Okay, like he's back. Yeah. But now that they're gonna potentially tie in Indy Hartwell and get that going again, you know, the way potentially yeah. coming back, I don't know. Johnny, please. Hey, we'll save that for potential returns. But you were saying sorry, I cut you off. I no, uh, you brought up at a very valid point. They are making the mid card titles very prestigious. I think the presentation in which we got the IC title match between Gunther and Shinsuke Nakamura last week was great. They showed old video of people, Hall of Famers mainly, holding the IC title. Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Rock, like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Like, it's the matter of perspective. Whenever you look at who's held the title, It's like, that's what made that title great. Everyone, and we've always said it, the IC title is the next step to a world championship. I think Gunther is very well deserving of that since his work in NXT UK. Mm -hmm. Um, You talked about, you know, how they're running down the lineage of the titles so well. The one thing I love, and I think Michael Cole said it, is the, and they never really said this in WWE, but as fans, we knew it, that the Intercontinental title was the workers' title. Like, you know, the champions couldn't go to every house show every week or over the country, so you have the Intercontinental champion fill and be the main event. I'm like, that's great, because a lot of people don't know that the Intercontinental title was that title, that it was the workhorse show. Like, champion can't be on a show one week. You have the Intercontinental champion fill in and be that go home and I'm like that was I completely forgot about that I'm like that's such a great way to bring that title up because correct me if I'm wrong but no one has ever said this is the workhorse title they always said the great teller Bret Hart Shawn Michael yeah. Razor Ramon they never said this is the workhorse but saying that saying that it was defended when the, the main champion couldn't be on shows I felt that title was important right there I'm like great yeah, yeah. and, and it's it- an event too on Smackdown Oh, it was perfect, and it ties into, and this is what I keep saying about Walter, about Imperium, it ties into his gimmick so well, where it's like he's restoring the, um, they have a term for it, but like the respect in the ring. He's the ring general. He's like restoring the sanctity to wrestling. Like it's sacred. The mat is sacred. This is the man you want carrying the IC title during this era because he can hold it hey let him go for a long reign and make that title great i mean even though it is great but i i honestly like the last iteration of the intercontinental title the white the white strap yeah i'm a big fan of that too um granted almost he was about to get buried too and vince mcmahon Mm -hmm. in fact soured on him for whatever reason since july 4th episode of raw I thought it was something with a like a scrap like segment where it was like the R Truth where he debuted. I think it was, and he came out as the Fourth of July episode of Raw. He came out. I think he like botched like swinging R Truth's hat off his head, the Uncle Sam hat, and Vince was like, "You're gone. You're yeah. done," as the TikToks would say. 
Um, um, you did mention the U.S. title, Bobby Lashley. Which I'm kind of upset that, like, that hasn't gotten in the main event scene as is, but I get it. Intercontinental Hunter is the title when the champion doesn't make it. makes more sense that the U.S. title isn't getting the main event title because that's what the Intercontinental title was made for, to be the closing show. But they're still having great matches, nonetheless. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl yeah and you know bobby lashley did this promo backstage after his defense against aj styles where he was like anybody and everybody can get it literally anybody and everybody i feel as if you know once they're done with the mysterios once they're done with everything finn balor needs that u.s title let him hold it Give it to the judgment day. And it's like, now we will judge all of America because we are oh, its champion. That's actually really good. And, and you know, he, Heel Balor needs a title. Heel I Balor, just think he needs one. And with Triple H, we saw, we saw what Triple H could do with Heel Balor. Just look at NXT when he made his return. I feel like that's great. And um, Triple H should have just came in sooner. Um, my thing is, I love the, how they're putting ta- people that haven't been getting enough screen time on air. You have Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. The retribution business is what I like to call it. <laughs> um, teaming up in the tag team titles because the tag team's also dense. You have the Street Pop is probably breaking up too now, which is kind of eh. But, you know, Triple H is doing such a great job. The women's division, feeling much alive. Becky... I feel like that was a perfect bookend to Becky's heel character at SummerSlam. Granted, Vince, that was all Triple H's call turning her face. I feel like that was a better time than ever to make her a face person. Well, what do you think about that? You know, the women's division right now, as is, bringing back Dakota Kai, Eero Sky! (laughs) Um, And then, you know, you have B-Fab, who also came back. We'll save that for the returns one. Um, One, I'm going to focus on Shayna Baszler. Getting oh. the the 
Ronda Rousey. Let's talk about that too. Oh, right? I, I completely forgot about the money scene. I'm going off on a tangent here because Ronda Rousey, whenever she's allowed, and this can apply to any person on the main roster as it goes, the Drew promo, the Kevin Owens promo, whenever they're allowed to speak from the heart, whenever they're allowed to rip, Ronda Rousey is at her best when she's not scripted or has any of this weird, like, you know, cringe stuff to say. Yeah. The thing she said to Shayna Baszler when she was going up the ramp, I don't know if you heard it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you she you was, used to be different. Yeah, used to be it. a killer. Yeah. And then you seen Shayna Baszler tap into that killer side and, like, do the thing where she stepped on uh, Liv Morgan's arm. As much as I hate it, I feel like this is the worst moment ever for Liv to have the women's title. Yeah. Because people booing her, people love Shayna being a badass. So you turn her here, people are going to chant um, chant uh, for Shayna. People yeah. were chanting for Ronda when she came back, and she's like, here's the money. That ain't nothing. And she's <laughs> like, oh, you can use this for uh, roster cuts or budget yeah. cuts. Again, things you would never like hear in a Vince scripted promo. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it's there. And I feel bad, like I said, for Liv, wrong place, wrong time to be woman's champion because the fans going to be booing her. The fans were booing her whenever she was talking to Shayna. Yeah. And now I'm 100% in Cast the Castle. I think Shayna's going to win it or they're going to save it until the next pay-per-view after that. And you brought up the women's division, you know, with the returns that were great. The tag titles, they finally stripped the tag titles from Johnny, Johnny Lawrence. I was about to okay, say we haven't even. I was to say we haven't even touched on that, but this woman tag team titles tournament. If we're talking about bringing prestige back to titles, getting the original premise of those titles over to give women a chance, and I like the brackets they're using too. Mm-hmm. Nikita Loins and what's her face? Stark. Yeah, like including those people. Because apparently the NXT women's tag titles are scrapped or whatever. No, Casey Gonzalo has it right now. Oh, yeah, they do. I See, it's all too many titles. Um, no, no including, titles. Yeah, are, are they calling up Nikita Loins and Zoe Stark? Is that their... I think so, because Zoe Stark just had her match against Mandy Rose at NXT this past week. So I didn't, And she lost, of course. So I think she's getting called up now. And they want uh, Nikita Loins on TV because... Oh absolute weapon yeah that um i i could see i could see we could get at the end of the tournament naomi and Shayna coming back and sure so naomi and sasha coming back yeah and then, and then you can have toxic attraction come back the two people who have they'll be like we're the we're the best tag team division on nxt let's show you how we do it over here on raw and just beat them that'd be cool as well um mandy our hometown girl i hope she never loses that nxt title She's going on a run. I mean, oh. it's really impressive because, like, everyone, when she went back to NXT, they were like, oh, she definitely needs this. She's very much, like, green, and she's very, like, not, like, deserving, I guess. I don't want to use the word deserving, but, like, people are soured on her. But and go ahead. now that she's getting this title reign, they see, like, the work that she put in. Oh, it's a complete change. I feel like this was a great um, reimagine of her as a character. And, you know, we sour about how NXT 2.0 isn't as great as it was for NXT, um, the black and gold one. But I feel like the 2.0 one fed her character better than it would have if she came back to the black and gold, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like the 2.0 fits more of Mandy's style of what it is. 
Yeah, and because we're talking about this post-Vince age, we're talking about the TV-14 rating, um, you know, I think a guy, and of course he's injured, so like there's really not much to say on him, but I want to talk about him. When Cody Rhodes comes back, whenever he's given that mic, and he was doing this while Vince was here, yeah. talking about wrestlers, title belts, blah, blah, blah. Well, he got permission from Vince from saying those words. He got permission, but now that it's just he can rip, that return, that promo when he comes back, like it's going to be electric. Well, that's and all and I can say. Yeah. And, he's winning, and he's coming back at the Rumble is what's speculated, so that's going to be great. Um, I remember it was WrestleMania 30, which was the one when they had it at Florida and it got rained out. That was a lot of them. They had a few recently at Florida. 36, they had it. with the, That was the no crowd one. And then it was 34? No, no, no. 36 was the COVID one. Because that was, 35 was New York. 36 was COVID. So 37, it was with Drew versus Bobby, where Bobby beat Drew to keep the title. Oh, okay. It was that, and it was when they got rained out, so they had a backstage interview, and that was not scripted. And everyone was saying like those back that backstage interviews before the show even started was the best promos those superstars did in years, and that was like off rip. So if you could keep that strain going on, especially Kevin Owens saying that he's going for the WWE title, universe uh, tag team titles, Sammy and Kevin was bringing, give them the titles. We got um. The U.S. title, the Intercontinental title. He didn't mention anything about the twenty-four-seven title, by the way. Which um, who even holds that? I think Dan- it's like Dana, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke holds it now. Wow. And, still. But do you think any superstars are going to get hindered with Triple H in charge? Because I feel like Omos is definitely going to get hindered. Um, Veer is going definitely going to get hindered, and um, like the big people, like Austin Theory, maybe even though he no. is a Triple H guy. No, I can we get go, the, can we can we get Goofy Theory back, please? I love NXT Theory. Imagine I, I just for the life of me, and I don't want to say this because I'm like riding that emotional high of you know this what's happening in Raw and SmackDown, but I don't think superstars now will be hindered. You know, mm-hmm. I think people will be given the proper spotlight throughout the year. You know, there has it has to come in waves where mm-hmm. like this person is taken seriously. Yeah. Like we talked about like summer of punk, you know, the summer of gender Mahal. Like it's those things that will happen more often that yeah. will only increase the product. Like you talked about Mustafa Ali coming back into the spotlight. I think it's only a matter of time before we get him in a proper dosage, like in a title feud or mm-hmm. Something to that effect. I feel so. like he, he is somebody who needs to go back to NXT now. Because he, he wasn't really in an NXT. He was always in 205 Live and then the main roster. I feel like if he goes back to NXT, North American title run, Ooh. he would be fine. Um, I was going to say something. Uh, crap, I just had a... Was a Two uh, quick things. Ricochet yeah. getting more spotlight. Love it. Against Bama's Colbin, though. So it's like... But really... it's like Ricochet. You know how much I like Ricochet. I'm for <laughs> him. I know he can't cut a promo, but hey, <laughs> I like him anyway. <laughs> That's and, all that matters. And can we talk about Happy Corbin? Can we get Baron Corbin back? Can we get his old theme music? You that like was absolutely music? a banger Did you like come the game? Back? Did you like the Game of Thrones one, or did you like the older one? I like the older one, but give me the Game of Thrones gimmick where he has like the sick crown and like. But he has, to win, he has to win the King of the Rings for that, then. 
We'll just run it back. No. Might as well. Hey, can we also talk about how they forgot about Woods winning the um Oh Viking Raiders getting, you know, be more vicious now. Good. Like I thought they were gonna kill Kofi. Yeah. They had their shields. I was like Sir well, they're, they're having the funeral this week of the new day. Oh, they're gonna put him on a pyre and light him yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I, I, it's all that stuff that I love. Like, give me more. And like, I would love to see the. And I know people hate the oh, wrestling, like ratings, reviews, and stuff. I just want to see a Monday Night Raw episode from like a month or two ago, compared to like this past Monday. Oh, 100 percent. But here's the thing. I remember Triple H said this on an interview, and this is come back to where I said I lost my thought. Triple H said that if he was ever in charge, he would change the three hours to two hours. Two. And I feel like that fits also Triple H's time scale because NXT was two hours too when he was running it. So, yeah, it was Triple H, make it for two hours, huh? Please. Yeah, he he said in that like sound clip that three hours of television is always difficult to write. It's not the first two hours. It's always that third hour because that third hour, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as like who you're like trying to put up in the main event scene, but also to viewer retention like that far into a show drops off immediately. I mean, we sit through like what a two hour Marvel movie and like people are complaining. The Lord of the Rings is too long of a movie. Imagine sitting every week watching a three hour wrestling show from eight o'clock to 11, like our time. It's a lot. It's a lot of content to take in, but yeah, like television writing now, I think it's going to get easier. I really do hope they go back to two hours just to, you know, Keep things nice, compact. Don't like get lost in the fray as far as like who goes where and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I- I'm very much looking forward to this era of Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, under the Triple H regime, under the Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan regime. Let's just see where this thing goes. Let's ride this wave of positivity. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every single Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms, along with the Get Comfy Game Break and Get Comfy Podcast every single Friday and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same time, same place, same platforms like the Believe Podcast Network. But I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only DJ Aim, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.